Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Time now for the Six Rings Post Game Show. Breaking down everything Patriots. Now, here's Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Nichols secondary, third and 11, they need the 45. Zappi blitzes on, intercepted, picked up by Douglas. Breaking tackles, got a block, finds a gap, he is gone. is a missed side adjust. Watch the safety coming off the slot. So the receiver has to make an adjustment. So let me get this straight. The New England Patriots would conclude their 2023 calendar year with a game as drunk as the fans in the stadium where they were playing 
a game as sloppy and emblematic as the entire calendar year of their efforts as well. And in this particular game, which resembled everything we saw football-wise from the Patriots and the NFL on the whole, the first half featured 34 points, six turnovers, four interceptions, two fumbles, a pick six, a kickoff return touchdown, a missed field goal, and no sex objects thrown onto the field. Damn, girl. Damn. Now, it's the second game in a row where the New England Patriots turned the ball over, as Andy Hart noticed on the Twitter machine a little bit earlier, where they turned the ball over on their first offensive play from scrimmage and the defense, which deserves all the credit for balling out and certainly does not deserve an L on this particular day at Highmark Stadium in Western New York. The defense had to make a stand, and they did. The Patriots' defense will be credited with giving up 20 points in the first half and 27 overall, but they deserved better because the Patriots' offense did them all kinds of dirty. You'd like to keep watching this defense, giving their best effort each and every week. Pretty much all set, though, with this iteration of the New England Patriots' offense. Come second half, boy, it had an awful lot to live up to compared to the first half, and it really didn't. The second half opened with more to form from the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen passing for more yards on the opening drive of the second half than he had in the entire first half. Got a shovel low in for six, and that was pretty much all she wrote. Despite the offense's efforts, the offensive line just couldn't keep up in the second half. There was another missed kick by Chad Ryland. One from 40-something, one from 53. Doesn't really matter at this point. No quit on these Patriots, though. An awesome drive in the fourth quarter for a touchdown to make it 27-21. Could they? Might they? Will they? Stay tuned, fans. Everyone was thinking the same thing. If they had a kicker in this game, it would be tied. Also, I'm not sure I want them to win. But in the end, Buffalo had a little too much on offense. The Patriots just not enough after digging themselves multiple holes all game long on a team that had next to no margin for error to begin with. 27-21, your final. Moving the New England Patriots to 4-12 and on the 2023 season. And hey, in case you missed it, the Arizona Cardinals pulled off the upset in Philadelphia. And now... Here's a little New Year's gift for one and all in Patriots Nation. The Patriots now are in possession of the second overall draft pick. Who says all we did was lose today? Hello, fans, and welcome to the Six Rings postgame show live on Boston Sports Original, 93.7 FM, WEEI, WEEI.com, and all across our fabulous affiliates in New England and beyond, and the Odyssey app. 617-779-7937 is your telephone number, and 37937 is the text line. If you'd like to get in touch with us on the socials, it's at WEEI, at FitzyGFY, and at Jumbo Heart. During the postgame show today, we will hear from Patriots coach Bill Belichick. Could this be his penultimate game as the, as the HC of the NEP, his final game in Buffalo? We will soon find out some interesting words from Andy Hart's best buddy, crap sheet as he likes to call him earlier in the day on the nfl network we will also hear from quarterback bailey zappi who some thought was going to get pulled for the quarterback he replaced a few games ago mac jones after his lousy first half but the western kentucky kid was still gunslinging right down to the very end and of course you once again your number 617-779-7937 you want to summarize the season you want to talk about the year did you stick this one out like the, those of us that are just crazy enough to do so? Let us know before you make your way onto bidding this year farewell and saying hello to 2024, which I personally can't wait for. All right, Mr. Hart, your challenge, should you choose to accept it, can you tell I just watched the new Mission Impossible movie? Pick one word to describe today's tilt 
in Buffalo. Uh, drunk is the one I like. Uh, it makes honor, the most sense. Yeah, New Year's Eve and everything, the debauchery that's going to go on all across this country uh, in the next 12 to 24 hours. That game, the way it started from the kickoff return to Rager, which is the opposite of what happened last year when you lose in Buffalo because of the kickoff returns by Hines and all that. The um, turnover, turnover, both teams, and it's like, I, I think it was six plays in, there was a fumble, a turnover, a kickoff return for a touchdown, and you're like, they can't keep this pace up. Um, and it, it settled in, obviously, in the second half. And I was thinking, as so as Patriots fans you are somewhat infuriated or frustrated with the idea that this team fights the good fight, they just can't get over the hump, they're a four-win team. Mm-hmm. As a Buffalo fan, I think you're frustrated and infuriated with the fact like, yeah, they're winning, but I don't feel great about this, and Josh Allen's taking big hits late in the game and getting looked at by trainers. I, I feel like neither fan base left this game all that fulfilled. Like the the best news for the Patriots is the news you led with the uh, number two pick and not doing the damage that we thought might have occurred over the last month or so with wins in Pittsburgh and Denver. That's the big picture back away and say, oh, yeah, they're still going to maybe get a quarterback. But both of these teams and I guess that's probably symbolic of the year. Everybody's been frustrating at some point this season for their fan base. Yeah, the Ravens are starting to fall in line. But if you're not a Ravens fan, almost everybody else is dealing with frustration. And I think these two teams were very frustrating today in in Buffalo. It was a wild game. It seems like these two teams are only capable of playing wild and memorable games, uh, at least in this particular decade. Patriots and Bills, of course, 2021. It was the Mac Jones three-pass game, the wind-addled game where the Patriots ran the ball how many times did they run the ball that? Was it like 60? I think it was like 60 plays from scrimmage they ran the ball, and three times they threw it. Then last year you have the two Naeem Hines kick return touchdowns on the DeMar Hamlin returns to Highmark Stadium Day for the Buffalo Bills, and now today a game that was just, it was like if we took both the red and the blue pill and everybody was seeing purple, like the Matrix was glitched out AF. What a ridiculous game. It's like the most emblematic way for the Patriots to end 2023 the calendar year of course they have one more game now coming up Andy and we'll get to what a huge game now suddenly the Patriots hosting the Jets on January 7th at Gillette Stadium is going to be considering uh the 2024 draft and the Patriots pick but it was just it was it was full of effort the defense balled out the offense shot itself on the foot time and again yet they kept trying hard so you were like intermittently mad at them but also proud of them at times there was no quit in the team you can see that they are wildly undermanned and they don't have a quarter of the talent or at least half of the talent that it seemed the buffalo bills did and yet somehow for playing as poorly as they did and look i know you can't say well they could have should have on this one but if chad ryland who treated us to a split the uprights 56 yarder on christmas eve was able to make both of those kicks I think it was 47 and 50, 44 and 53. Well, one didn't then you're count. T- yeah, one was a the, delay a game. Oh, right. Still, like, if you had a kicker, you may have had a tie it. game. I, the guy, I mean, my God, the guy's He misses percentage. the kicks that don't even count now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Justin Rohrwasser was a three percenter, and that's about Ryland's conversion rate yeah, at this point. Good. Oh, my God. You know who the most popular guy in Patriots Nation is today who deserves an auxiliary victory lap? Steven Gaskowski. Oh, boy, don't you miss him, let alone Nick Folk as well. But then again... Andy, Team Tankathon is probably very happy that Chad Ryland did what he did today. Because for, you're right. Like, for some reason, why was Buffalo, a team that supposedly we were all believing in, 4-1 and one ever since they switched from Ken Dorsey to Joe Brady as offensive coordinator, why did Josh Allen 
seemed like he was either hung over, trying too hard, or just like completely skittish and gl- uh, mixed up all game long. Like that was a terrible football game by Josh. Like a very bad game. He didn't even complete fifty percent of his passes on the day today. Where's this Buffalo team that I heard was making a late charge for the AFC East, if not to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl? Yeah, they. Well, I mean. That's where I, I know you're critical of Josh Allen. I'm going to flip the script because this is what I do. I'm pro-Patriots most of the time. And I'm going to mm-hmm. say, I think the defensive front got after him early up the middle and classic beat Tom Brady style. They did the same thing to Josh Allen. You had Christian Barmore and Keon White and those guys getting in his face up the middle early. And yeah. I think that flustered him the rest of the day. Like I think that paid dividends, not just on the plays they did it, but on the plays they didn't. Um, so I thought the pass rush and the defensive line for New England was really good. Barmore was a part of that again, but Dietrich Wise was a part of that. He had the, the sack and the, the, yeah. the strip early. Um, so I thought they planted a seed of discomfort in Josh Allen's head, and he felt it the rest of the way. I thought that, And he did. He missed throws. He had that one, which admittedly would have been a great throw, the rolling out right. Um, under pressure, I think Keon White might have been closing in on him, and he could have hit Diggs, and it was underthrown. I think it hit Duggar basically in the back of the head. Yep. Um, he missed some throws. He just flat out missed some throws, and and I think he's missed throws over the the bulk of this season. Every time I seem to watch him, there's a lot of those where he's just missing, just missing. And I think he's a great player. You know, I love to watch him play. I think he's a fun player to watch play. I think he's such a unique skill set of. You know, he'll run you over, run around you. I always talk about he can beat you any way um, the game calls for. But he wasn't great today. But they they haven't been great. Even though they've been winning more games, they still haven't really hit their stride offensively. Um, And then some of it is, I don't think they're overly talented offensively. Like James Cook, nice story. Do I think he's an elite? He can't hold Christian McCaffrey's jock, for example. Even though Correct. he's kind of in the same role in Buffalo, like be the be part of the passing game, be part of the running game, balance out the offense. Um, he's done a nice job. You know, he came in with whatever it was, like fourteen hundred yards from scrimmage, a thousand yard season. But he's not a great player. Um, Kincaid, I was stunned that he got caught by Kyle Duggar on that that like fifty one. Like he had like four yards on him and didn't score. And I think Josh Allen was stunned too because he had his hands hands in the air like it was a touchdown and it wasn't. Um, you know, Stephon Diggs is still frustrated, it seems. Like, even he had that one play callback for holding. I feel like he seems almost snake-bitten. And I don't know if he's lost a step, but all the numbers that have declined over the second half of the season, they're still figuring out what they are with Joe Brady. But they're also winning. And, you know, are they are they picking up enough momentum so if they do hit their stride? Because they didn't play very well today. Um, Now, Patriots didn't either. Like, it was a turnover fest, and they got 20 of their 27 off Patriots turnovers. Um, But if the Bills ever start to play well, if Josh Allen ever starts to hit these throws uh, and it stops being such a a struggle for them, if they get on track, they're they're dangerous. I agree with that. Now, the question is, does that ever happen? Or is this the way they play? Because if they play like this, they're not going to beat a team like Baltimore. You don't have a shot to beat Baltimore. If you play like this, I don't think you have a shot to beat Kansas City. I think they're better than you, even though they have scuffled in their own way. So, um, But from a Patriots perspective, uh, I, I think you can walk away and say, we're not tanking, we just suck. We turned it over organically today. We didn't, we didn't have to cheat, and we could have the second pick in the draft, and I would like to call a quarterback's name soon, please. Thank you. 
And even though uh, Jalen Waddle was not able to play today for the Miami Dolphins, they made their way to M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore and got absolutely blown out by the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar the Jackson. Frauds. The Dolphins La- are frauds. They don't beat they anybody. What how, about, how about Lamar? Did you see his stat line? 18 for 21, 321, five touchdowns. Dear everybody who made a point of letting us know that you were not interested in Lamar Jackson this past offseason, you fools. You absolute fools. I love the fact that he's playing so well now that he seems to be on a mission, not only to get his first Super Bowl as quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens and a player in the NFL, but also just to shove it right up the you-know-what of everyone out there, Andy. We'll go through all the scores. We'll talk about the ramifications of today's 1 o'clock games on the Patriots' 2024 draft pick. There has been some strength of schedule uh, reconfiguration, if you will. We will get to all of your calls. We'll hear from Belichick. We'll hear from Zappi. 617-779-7937. If you want to weigh in on Patriots at Bills on New Year's Eve here on the Six Rings Post Game Show on WEEI. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Just about seven and a half hours until everyone gets to hit the reset button. Bid 2023-something to the New England Patriots and their fan base probably can't wait to do and say we are on to 2024. Hope you and yours are doing well and that it's a joyous end to the year and a very happy start to 2024. Much health, good luck, and prosperity Two, one, and all. It's the Six Rings Post Game Show live here on WEEI and all across the WEEI Sports Radio Network. We're waiting to hear from Patriots coach Bill Belichick uh, this season, depending on the way the game has gone. We've heard from him shortly after the game. Sometimes it's been almost an hour. Usually Bailey Zappi or the Patriots quarterback will step to the podium and he will speak first. We will carry those pressers live for you here on the Six Rings Post Game Show. All right, Andy, right now, excuse me, you had pointed out earlier that let's not bury the lead. We need to keep our eyes on the prize here. What the New England Patriots draft pick is in 2024 in the NFL draft come late April next year. And the way that the game games went today, uh, I thought for a minute there that because Arizona pulled off the stunning upset of the Philadelphia Eagles, potentially costing themselves Marvin Harrison Jr., someone I think that they would would be interested in, given that it looks like they'll stick with Kyler Murray. Uh, that I think that turned a lot of heads. I thought that bumped the Patriots up to number two, but according to Tankathon right now, Carolina has locked in the number one pick, which they're going to give to the Bears. Now, the Bears seem... I, if I'm the Bears right now, I don't have as much issue with Justin Fields as other people do, and it looks like, or so we heard, 
Matt Aberflus will be returning as coach in 2024. I may be bound to think that he would stick it out with Justin Fields for continuity's sake. So do they go tackle? Do they trade the pick? Do they go Marvin Harrison Jr.? And then the Washington Commanders are now in the second slot, barely above the Patriots, according to Tankathon, but they have the same strength of schedule, 4-12. and 12. Now, the Patriots lost to the Commanders. I'm not asking you to break this down and do the math because I know you didn't go to draftology school, but mm. how in the hell does that work out? I don't know. I, You know me. I've been fighting this all. I think head-to-head matchup should count, and they don't Same. Count. It goes right to the schedule. So I don't, I don't know. I just, this is like, this is a new end. It's the opposite end of when you're, this time of year, you're like, Figuring out tiebreakers for seeding in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We're on the opposite end of that spectrum. It's the less fun end. It's the end where you're trying to figure out how the hell you can get the third pick, the second pick, the fourth pick. Um, but I, all I know is this. A win today would have been bad for next year. Yes. That's, I firmly believe that. You fought the good fight. I think you laid it on the line right till the very end when you're lighting up Josh Allen. You're hitting him hard. The guys in the trenches played hard. You know, hell, I think Demario Douglas played hard. He had that long run across the field. Jalen Rager makes one of the best catches I've seen all year with the body Where did that control. come from today, by the way, Andy? I don't know. I'd like to give him a shot next year. Like yeah. He can be a camp body wide receiver. He's definitely in my mix for depth at wide receiver. So I, Alex Austin gets an interception down the field. Like there's um, my favorite, Anthony Jennings just doesn't get enough talk. I like Anthony Jennings as a... Um, good run player at setting the edge on a good run defense. So they fought the good fight, and in the end, you come up a little short because we all know the answer. We all know the very simple answer. Your quarterback is not an NFL starter. It hasn't been all year. Whether it was Mac or Zappi, you have not had a starting quarterback all year. Today, he wasn't on the same page on the one interception that got returned. Didn't really love his effort when he was sulking before the play was over, um, throwing his hands like on his hips and then on his head, and then he realized, oh, crap, the guy's still running, and then kind of just, I don't know, feigned interest in tackling him. Um, but you, you don't have a good enough quarterback. Your quarterback throws three picks in the first half. The other team's quarterback wasn't very good in the first half either, but whatever, you gave them points, and you lose on the road in Buffalo. Everybody else... I think can feel good about the effort they put in, the energy, the attitude. You know the things I talk about. I heard mm-hmm. Jimmy Johnson talking about these things in relation to the uh, going into the Ring of Honor with Dallas. You put up a good fight. You're not tanking. You just stink. Your roster's not that good, and it is what it is, um, and you end up with a better draft pick. I think we can now just focus on taking care of business next week and finding a way to lose to the Jets. Yeah, this right. is. I would say for yeah. fans, this is a satisfying because they competed, as you said, but they still lost, and they improved and a their lot draft went on. position. In, in the entertainment value, I don't know. I don't know if I can turn um, turnovers into true entertainment, but like you could, you weren't bored. There was stuff happening. Oh, no. It wasn't good, but there was a lot of stuff, and probably a word that people use instead of stuff happening. Um, there was a lot of that happening on my yep. screen, right? But so there was. It, it wasn't boring. It wasn't like oh, one of those three nothing and there's been 17 punts like no there was there was a lot going on i don't know not much of it was good in the first half Um, no i honestly think andy if this if this game today was a carnival ride was a theme park ride a lot of people would get off of it and say yeah i'm pretty sure i thought i was going to die at least twice (laughs) right (laughs) yeah i definitely i'm not sure if i'm going to ride it again it was pretty exhilarating but at the same time i need to change my pants uh it was Bananas. Again, it was just completely the 2023 season in an entire game. 
And so I wanted to ask, uh, not the, hey, how's the zappy hour crowd or zappy's the answer going forward crowd. If they Does think anybody think be- that? Does anybody I actually think that? I, I think some people still think, look, Ooh, we've said call in, on the podcast. Call I want somebody to call and say, <laughs> I want Bailey Zappi to be the starter next year. After Defend watching this, like, I want that. I want you to tell me that guy, Zappy Half Hour, as Fitzy has dubbed him, because he can never put together a good full game of football, and now has just this affinity for turning the ball over on the first offensive play of the day. That's a great way to uh, kick things off. That's a bad habit you're going to probably want to kick if you want to stick around the NFL. And you and I have said on the podcast, post-game show, the number of shows we filled in for across the entire holiday broadcast lineup at WEEI, Zappy can be on this team next year. Yeah, I want going to be the answer. But now, Andy, any thinking that he, to, at least to me, any thinking that he can be the bridge guy, that he can hang in there for four to 16 games while you take your rookie quarterback that we are all presuming, and it could be a dangerous presumption, that we presume that the Patriots will draft in April 2024, that Zappi can hold down the fort. I now have, and this is sort of one of my uh, grander scale, greater scheme takeaways today. I have my doubts now about Zappi being able to hold down the fort next year while you groom your future quarterback. And I and oh, I, I think it's just because of a lot of the deci- the decision-making, not being on the same page with his receivers. I know James White was quick to point out that one of those picks was a sight-read issue and it shouldn't be on Zappi. Well, I mean, the quarterback is the one that still delivers the ball. Tom Brady had that happen to him a bunch of times, and the excuse-making doesn't get you anything, including a cup of coffee or a half-dozen donuts. It gets you a pick and sometimes a pick six, so... Wait, but is the offense good? No. Nope. I'm answering for you. Um, (laughs) The offense is not good. And Bailey Zappi has a 4-3 and record as a starter now. Um, He's now 2-3 this year. That's what a backup quarterback does, especially if the backup quarterback isn't exactly taking over the best offense in football. You could argue he's taking over the worst offense in football, hasn't had a lot of weapons and trusted playmakers to work with, I don't know. I, it's weird. I don't know how I can leave a three turnover performance and say, yeah, I want that guy around because I think he's a gamer. I, backup quarterbacks aren't good. That's why they're backups. They don't have a starting quarterback. You're not winning games because you don't have a starting quarterback, and that's fine, but you need to have backups. Like I don't I don't expect the same out of back. It, I guess the expectations is the issue. If some people are expectant or hopeful that Zappi is more than a backup quarterback, that's one problem. But as we talked about with Tom Curran on uh, the mid uh, the afternoon show the other day, Cadlick and I, when we talked to him, I said, has he done anything for you, proven anything, changed? And he goes, yeah, he's gone from like the 70th best quarterback in football, in my opinion, to maybe the 39th to 45th best quarterback. That's what he is. He's moving up the ranks of backup quarterbacks or down mm-hmm. them after today. Maybe you'd want to slide him down if there were a power ranking. Um, and if that's what you're expecting, a, a backup quarterback, I kind of like him. I, I, I think he's fine. No, he's got the moxie. He's got the little bit of the judge. He's got the fight in him as well. That was also you and I that were talking what's, to Tom what's Curran judge? the other day. What's that? What's judge? Judge. It's just one of those words that means like little something. Chutzpah. It's, it's like, oh, I like it's, chutzpah. Yeah. Judge sounds dirty. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, we'll, I will go with chutzpah. Moxie and chutzpah. Yeah, uh, new evening show here on WEI weekends on WEI. Oh, it's you like fired Rich Keefe. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year, Rich. Sorry, Rich. <laughs> it's a terrible way to have to. Find that was Fitzy. Out. I've always liked you. <laughs> um, and that was you and me. That was uh, speaking. You and I that were speaking to Curran the other day as well. You know how you were upset the other day that your name kept getting misused on that the. Was uh, you and I. 
Yeah, I oh. spoke to Curran with you. I've spoken to Curran many times this week. I think, you've, told, I you think you've spoken it. to Tom Curran so many times now, you can't even get your current I did TV straight. with him. I did radio with him. All, all right, the waitresses in all the land. All right, Lord Von Humblebrag. <laughs> um, but this is sort of like one of my questions, uh, the greater, in addition to like, yeah, Zappi is a backup. He can be on this team next year. He is not part of the solution. He is not an answer. But at the same time, he can definitely be here. Did you see anything else on offense? I think you pointed out Rager as well. Um, I, I had people clapping at me on Twitter. Well, I mean, listen, if you open up the X platform, people are clapping at you for no reason, especially in Patriots Nation where it's been very divisive and awfully chipper this year. But, for example, a Jalen Rager who you brought up earlier. You make a 98-yard kickoff return where you put a spin move, you hit the zero, you hit the O or the X, whatever it is, on the PlayStation controller and take it to the house, and then you make that beautiful downfield catch. I'm not saying you're wide receiver two or three on the 2024 Patriots, but you know what you can do? Audition for wide receiver five or six. Be a kick returner. Yep. Play some special teams. Like this would all be terrific to get out of a guy like that. Like I saw something with him as well. I'm. I may also. You keep saying Chad Ryland is a rookie kicker. Andy. I mean, this kid's going to have to speak to a sports psychologist or get in touch with Chuck Knobloch's, you know, sports head doctor and try to figure something out in the offseason because he's got leg to spare. But guy, you can't miss ten kicks your first friggin' year. It's well, at nine. least he didn't have a really bad doink like he did last week. Yeah, no, he didn't hit the uprights. No, no it's he ten didn't. now. No, it's nine. The he missed two today. He, had co- he, came he and didn't miss eight. two today. He missed one today. There was a right. penalty. You stopped listening. Uh, you're, I, the pedantics will get you nowhere except to the correct answer, but not certainly here on the Six Rings postgame show. So you, he I'll wouldn't have got credit if it went in or if he missed it because it was a delay of game. Another hey. great job by a special teams unit that, as you like to point out, has multiple coordinators. <laughs> and more money is spent on the Patriots special yeah, teams they're awesome. maybe than any other team. There's something you learned today. The, spe- the Patriots special teams need some serious offseason evaluation as well. As I just saw on Twitter as well, Oh, boy. You know, maybe we do have to offer the Philadelphia Eagles some props or at least a note of thanks at the end of the season. How come, Fitz? They beat us in that stupid Super Bowl. A lot of us think was rigged. Uh, they took Matt Patricia off our hands. What a defensive performance by the Eagles today against those Cardinals to give the Patriots a shot at the second overall pick, but at least firmly entrench them at pick number three. That's embarrassing. And by the way, if you're the Philadelphia Eagles and you decide to all show up in tracksuit or sweatshirt, uh, it's like sweatsuit day. I'm not sure if you saw footage of that, Andy, but everyone showed up in like sweatpants and a hoodie because it was just like business as usual. Take all those sweatsuit outfits and burn them behind Lincoln Financial Field before New Year's. Did they uh, fare worse than Letterman jackets? The Houston <laughs> Texans. The go-to in Patriots Nation, which will be mocked forever and ad infinitum. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But that's, I mean, we are coming down the home stretch, and it's going to be an interesting process for us, I feel like, over the next month, because we're going to have, like, we're going to have to have our eyes pointed in different directions. One eye on what could be the most interesting, entertaining, critical offseason in Patriots history, or certain, um, certainly for the future of the franchise with everything that's going to go on. And then we get to step back and start to really digest, as just football fans, the playoffs. And the seven teams in the AFC that make it, the seven in the NFC, and matchups and all of that. And I know we keep track of it, but we're going to be watching basically every game except the Peacock game, which I now am going to be watching because I found out I have Peacock, mm-hmm. um, every week. And seeing which one of these teams writes history, writes a story, gets hot, does a Giants, does a Ravens, does a Flacco, 
heck, it could be Flacco, um, and gets hot at the right time and does something amazing because, again, the, the Ravens, I think, have really established themselves right now. Because today, I thought today was really impressive because I think you can make an argument that uh, Hamilton, the safety, might be the MVP of their team, even though Lamar might be the MVP of the league. He yep. is a tremendous football player, and their defense is really good. Um, yep. He was inactive today against the Dolphins, who I know had their own injuries, but they take care of business against that team. But we're going to get uh, familiar with these football teams even more intimately in the coming weeks in the playoffs, and it's going to be a fun postseason. I don't know how good it is. I don't know if it's going to match up historically with some of the great teams or Patriots, Colts, or the, the Hall of Fame quarterbacks that are all in one co- any of that crap. Because it's Probably not, not. going to be, yeah. but it could be fun. It could be as well. Let's see. Right now in the 4 o'clock window, the Bengals and the Chiefs are tied at 0-0 with seven minutes to go in the see, first quarter. See, that quarters. sucks. That's a, that's a 2023 December game because it would have been a great game if it were Burrow versus Mahomes, whether they were struggling or not, because both of those teams, both those quarterbacks, both those offenses had ups and downs this year. Remember yeah. when Burrow sucked to start the year and they were like, oh, he should have sat out, and then they got hot, and he was – and Mahomes obviously has not had a great year, but now it ends up a backup versus Mahomes, and oh, Mahomes, can they find themselves in Kansas well, City? I, it, but it's Mahomes to a certain degree, but also like the Kansas City offense leads the NFL in so many stats of infamy, the most drops, like the most penalties. They yeah. they just can't get anything done in the red zone. Like they're a mess. They, they are, are a mess. This is not Even just the byproduct of Mahomes, Andy. This is the byproduct of a lot of bad decisions, some poor play. Uh, it's... It's one of those, like, you know, nobody will uh, take the sword of blame on this one. Mahomes is going to get the majority of the criticism and then Andy Reid, but everyone needs to wear the jacket or the collar of shame on this one because the entire team is not producing. And the Bengals just take a 3 nothing lead. How do you like that? Steelers are up 7 nothing over the Seahawks. And Chargers and Broncos with our old pal Stiddy, 0-0, four minutes in to the first quarter. 617-779-7937. Excuse me. Is your telephone number? Let's quickly go to Scott in New Hampshire, Andy. Before we hopefully get Bailey Zappi or Bill Belichick at the podium. Scott, how are you? Hey, what's going on, boys? How are you, sir? We're yeah, celebrating hey, a loss. <laughs> I, I am, but that being said, man, I really do think Bailey Zappi is something special. And if he is given a full season, like a you know, I know he didn't do much in the preseason. I know they didn't evaluate him as as much. That being said. As we've seen, the Patriots, whoever they're whoever's doing the evaluating, sucks really, really bad. Um, I think he's Drew Brees uh, 2.0, guys. I think he is something special. I think whoever they decide to draft, he should be given the opportunity to um, compete for the starting job. And I think if you actually give him a line and some legit receivers, he actually could be something really special. To go in and um, take two teams for uh, like playing for playoff contention – and put the nail in their coffin in prime time, that's impressive. And, uh, I mean, he went against the top def- uh, 10 defense today, guys. And he had a bunch of six stringers. Sorry, it's freezing out here. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> we appreciate you stepping out to wherever you did for the call, buddy. And I agree with you to a certain extent, Scott. I just don't what? know if – No, he I said agree he's something special. His game. I, that's why I said to a certain extent. I said he can be a gamer. I agree with the idea. And thank you for the call, Scott. Have a great rest of your year. And a, and an awesome start to 2024. He can be a gamer. There's he can lots be of gamers. Special Gardner times, but he gamer. also can be a mess at times. Dobbs is a gamer. Tommy DeVito's a gamer. They're all gamers. I give them credit for making it to the NFL. I give them credit for being gamers and winning games. 
they're not special. They're not starting quarterbacks, and I don't think Bailey Zappi is. And I, I don't want to, you know, urinate all over his career grave here. I want him to be in the league. I want him to be in the NFL. I want him to be on the Patriots' depth chart and compete for a backup job. But I, I'm sorry. To say Drew Brees and Bailey Zappi in the same sentence is seemingly quite quite disrespectful to Drew Brees, a Hall of Famer who rolled out of bed and threw for 5,000 yards annually. Yeah, I, oh, in, in that case, does Sean Payton want Bailey Zappi next season to start for him? We'll see how things go no, today. I'm trading him Mac Jones, I told you. I like that plan, by the way. Get a I do like, oh, my God. Okay, how about, this for, how about this for the most ridiculous stat in the universe? According to Tankathon, on, they just actually tweeted out why the commanders have the slightest of slight edges on the Patriots for the second overall pick. Strength of schedule at the moment. Commanders, .51481. Patriots. Point five one four nine three. What are we doing? See, it's what? math. This is so dumb. This is well, absolutely. I mean, you gotta so differentiate now. I mean, they choose to not use head to head, which I don't care for. But um, you gotta have, you gotta have like a, a system, a formula in place, right? Uh, you want to I flip guess a coin? you do, but you, you and I both agree, though, that for some, uh, we can't understand why head to head matchups in in terms of uh, ordering the draft factor in in no way shape or form like that just doesn't make any sense to me like they played they they played one team beat the other therefore the other team should get the draft pick that's kind of how it works everywhere else but the nfl does nfl things as well 617-779-7937 is your telephone number jalen rager is at the podium he's not on the line right now but anthony in beverly is anthony how are you i'm all right i was listening to the other station a minute ago there down in zappy and it wasn't his fault they lost. If the kick had hit the two field goals, they would have tied, right? Well, as Andy pointed out earlier, Anthony, one of those kicks he should have hit. The other one, there was a penalty. Maybe he could have hit it afterwards. Who knows? But the kicker did not come through in any way, shape, or form today. Right. And it's tough to ignore. I mean, Jeffy didn't have a great game, but you can't down the kid. You know, they, they left him on the sideline. And he's got a better record than anybody else when he starts. So figure that out. Yeah, he's four and three overall over the two years, two and three this season. Anthony, thanks very much for the call. Have a happy new year, sir. Andy, I'll ask you this. Did you think at any point today we saw him warming up on the sideline? We saw him reacting. We saw him, like, stretching his arms out. We saw him jumping up, doing some high knees. Did you think at any point today we would have seen Mac Jones sub in for Bailey Zappi, who was obviously having a pretty difficult first quarter, and should we have seen him considering the way Zappi filled in for Mac Jones earlier this year? Uh, No. I like, I mean, you, you moved on from Mac Jones. You went to Zappi. I think Zappi has earned the right to dig the hole deeper, come out of the hole, whatever. Um, I, I thought it was interesting. I, like, I thought you were going down a road if he throws a couple more picks to open. I mean, at some point you got to pull. The, if he has five picks midway through the third quarter, you probably have to go to Mac. But um, I wanted to see him figure it out. I, 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 I don't know. I just did. And he's, he's four and three. I mean, oops. and here's Bailey Zappi at the podium. Discuss what this game was like for you. Yeah, I mean, it was it was tough. You can't win football games when you turn the ball over. Um, you know, it's kind of like the same thing the last few weeks. You know, we're just we're one Pittsburgh game, first half. Denver game was the second half. This game was the second half. You know, we're playing good. We're just we're not putting two halves together. So you know, entire offense and executing together and communication wise and all those things. I mean, if you take away those four turnovers, you know, what 
you know, what happens, who knows. Um, can't go back, can't change it. Just got to move on, got to fix the mistakes and get ready for, you know, another great team, another great defense in the Jets. What was going through your mind? I mean, it had to be difficult mentally just, you know, one, two, three, you guys, it was kind of like a floodgates were open and it wouldn't stop. What were you trying to do on the bench? Or was it trying to, were you trying to fight within yourself to get, get things going? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's hard. Um, but at that moment in time, you're kind of like, hey, you know, we got a long game to go. Um, got a lot more drives, got a lot more opportunities to go down there and score. So, you know, kind of flush it, kind of forget about it. I mean, it's, it's football. Things like that are going to happen. You're going to have turnovers. You're going to throw three interceptions in a game, but it's just how you respond, how you you come back to the next series and how you play. Um, and I felt like we did a great as an offense in the second half coming back. Um, you know, we kind of flushed everything. We came out together and we, you know, we played a great second half. It just wasn't enough because of what we did in the first half. Yuli, on the, the first interception, can you just take us back to what, what you were seeing there? Were you happy with the read? Is that just a good defensive play? How do you sort of see that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's just a great defensive play. Um, you know, we'll probably look at it. Maybe I get the ball out a little bit faster. Um, you know, there's really nothing Mike could have done. I think that guy just, you know, came around him, hit, hit his arm, hit the ball. It was just a great play. I mean, there's really nothing you can really do about that. Um, you know, people are going to make plays, so you just got to move on. How about the, the second one? The same question. If you play it back to the head, what did you see in terms of that read and, and the play there? That yeah, that's just it, it's there. The corner was inside. He drove on the. The, that was the one the DP drove on the slant or whatever. I just got to, you know, do what I'm supposed to do and just throw the little swing pass that we had going. Um, it's just simple as that. I mean, if I do that, who knows what happens. Is it a 10-yard gain, 15-yard game? You're getting the ball in pop hand, Pop's hands. I mean, it's never a bad thing. So um, it's just things that, you know, I just got to fix. And over the course of my career, I'll, trust me, I'll get better at that. You know, you had an opportunity, right? Halftime, you're only down six after the scramble, the touchdown, and then with 11 minutes to go after Zeke scores, you're down by seven. What was uh, what led to that? Were, able, were you guys able to bounce back and uh, have a shot there? Yeah, just having a short-term memory, understanding that you know, there's a lot of ball left to be played. Um, you know, when we get rolling and when we can, you know, we're having great communication, we have great operation, you know, we're a great offense. We can move the ball well. Um, so that was just kind of the focus point going into the second half, and then you know, we put a lot of drives, we strung a lot of drives together in that second half. I mean, there's a few of them we just, as an offense, have to continue to capitalize and score points on them, score touchdowns. And, um, you know, it just kind of comes back to, you know, you can't really win games when, you know, you have four turnovers and they only have one. So you just got to, you know, ball security is the main thing. What did you see from ball players in the second level pressures? And how did you, as the game went along, adjust to that? Yeah, I mean, we kind of had a sense that, of course, they were going to bring it, you know, through a film and everything. Um, we had a great game plan. Uh, you know, O-line did a phenomenal job picking up that stuff, having communication between all those guys. And, um, you know, there's going to be times where they get back there and you just got to, you know, move, maneuver. And that's the pocket presence and all that stuff that we work on. Um, but, you know, you just look at, you know, offense play their butts off, offensive line play their butts off, and all the, you know, different pressures that they brought, two to a side, one to a side, and just all those things. They did a good job of picking those up. Yeah, it's been good. Um, you know, like both of us, whenever, you know, we both want to win games. So whoever's out in the field, we're going to help the other one. Um, if we ever see anything, we're going to tell one another. Um, we're going to celebrate with one another whenever we score touchdowns, score points. 
um, you know, it's a team game, so you got to support your guys. And, you know, he's done a great job with that, and everybody's done a great job with that. So we got one more, so hopefully we can go out and finish. How much uh, did the window dressing and the motions in the second half give you an idea of what the Bills are trying to do defensively in that second half? Yeah, that was kind of, you know, something that we put together throughout the week. The coaches did a great job of game planning and everything. And, um, just trying to use that as kind of an indicator for us to kind of get a sense of what they were doing. So, um, you know, the coaches did a great job. I know they'll do another great job for the Jets this week. So we just got to go out there as players and, you know, continue to execute. Hey, Lee, what insight can you share on, on the pick six there? Like, you know, Jalen, maybe we're seeing different things. Yeah, it's just, you know, miscommunication. Um, just something that, you know, we'll get back and we'll fix it. Um, make sure we're both on the same page. Yeah, I'm good. Um, I love playing football, so whenever I'm sore, it reminds me I'm playing, so I'm happy. We had the 17-yard run, the touchdown, and the 18-yard run as well there for the first down. The ability to use your legs has always been there for you. How would you describe those? Yeah, I mean, there are certain points in times where the defense is going to get you. There's going to be times where they get you in a certain coverage versus a play that you don't want to run against it. And, you know, from that point forward, you just kind of have to improvise. Um, you know, that play, they kind of you know brought pressure and they kind of went around me, so I was able to step up. O-line did a great job of, you know, playing inside out. So whenever I stepped up, I kind of saw that they were matching with the receivers and there was nobody there. So kind of just, you know, scrambled and led to a touchdown. Here, last question. How much, you know, with one game left, you talked about the inconsistency that you guys have had as an offense. How much would you like to put together a full 60 in the season on a way going on? Yeah, it'd be awesome. Um, to put, you know, two halves together, you know, something we've been working on for the last few weeks would be awesome. Kind of end the year, go into the next year, you know, kind of on a high of understanding what this offense can truly be. Um, so we're going to get back at it Tuesday and watch the film, get ready. The Jets have another great defense, so we're just going to, you know, have to practice great and, you know, execute and have great communication come Sunday. Thank you. Thank you. was New England Patriots quarterback Bailey Zappi at the podium. Excuse me, Andy. Uh, following today's 27-21 defeat to the Buffalo Bills, that may have been the most solemn-toned edition of Bailey Zappi we've heard after starting and or filling in for Mac Jones earlier this season as well. Sounds like he took this one personally. Like he knows that this game was there for the taking. Like some of these games in Buffalo, this wasn't Josh Allen dominating Belichick and the Patriots. This one was definitely there for the taking. And, well... He's disappointed, understandably so. However, Patriots fans that are looking for a future under center, they might very well be much happier, which we will discuss on the other side and get your Bill Belichick when he's live. 617-779-7937 is your telephone number. It's a New Year's Eve edition of the Six Rings postgame show with Fitzy and Hart live here on WEEI. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. A couple minutes before 5 o'clock on the penultimate NFL Sunday of the 2023 season, the final one of the calendar year, 2023. Once again, your Patriots lose to the Buffalo Bills, in case you missed it. And we're not really sure exactly what everyone's level of interest is in this team at this particular point. Are you watching because you can't stop watching? Are you watching because you're a rubbernecker and you love yourself a good train wreck? Are you rooting on that draft pick? Are you a loyal, dedicated, diehard Foxborough fanatic? So many reasons to watch, so much to listen to. We'll try to cram it all in in the final hour here on the Six Rings postgame show on Boston Sports Original, 93.7 FM, WEEI. We are waiting for Bill Belichick to make his way to the podium and speak about today's game in 2023. And I look forward to somebody asking him if he's got any New Year's resolutions, only to have the longest, most awkward pause possible, followed by a terrible answer. Hey, Andy, didn't someone do that before to him? Wasn't it maybe, I think it was like a female reporter, like four years ago during the Brady departure year, and he was like, It was uh, Juliet Pennington who worked, oh, not for the, she used to work for the um, local paper, maybe the Sun Chronicle, and then she was working for the AAA um, magazine newsletter and was asking him something for that, I believe. Um, But yeah, it's it's not great. Now, he could have some fun with it, you know, my resolution is to do less press conferences. <laughs> That's what I'd say. My if resolution I were, yeah. is to not have to deal with any of this crap anymore. Like, oh, Bill! <laughs> and I'm going to get my wish in a week. My resolution is some... to beat the Jets next week, yeah, and no, that's what no, we're going to no, plan no, for. I'm going to do our best job to prepare for the Jets next year, and I'll just do everything we can. So does he slip up, Andy, and possibly say anything that tips the hand, if you will, no. during the postgamer? Because, and we'll get into this a lot in the second and final hour of the postgame show here today, there was the Ian Rappaport sort of head coaching search or coaches in question breakdown today at NFL.com and all over NFL Network. And then, of course, everyone weighed in on it where he said that now uh, Robert Kraft has been soliciting for advice. Uh, The decision doesn't seem to be made yet. Uh, And the coaching candidates could include Gerard Mayo and Josh McDaniels. Well, he said, don't rule out McDaniels don't, and Flores. Don't rule and Flores, right. And so, was Vrabel on there as well? I apologize. He was I, not. Um, he was not. I that's, also, I'm going to say this. Man. You're going to think it's a shot. I mean, after everything we've heard from Ian Rappaport over the years regarding the Patriots, is is he any better than a coin flip in terms of his info? Like, Belichick really. signed a lucrative extension that'll keep him in New England. And then Karen's like, well, it ends after next year. So it is what it is. Or... You know, some of the Brady stuff. Like, he has just reported so much stuff that has been proven 100% inaccurate and carrying the water for the team that I just, I take everything he says with more than a grain of salt. I take it as borderline just filler, talking points. No different than you and I just bringing up possibilities. Hey, you think there's any shot that McDaniels and Flores are on the list? Like, okay, yeah, we can talk about that. That's fun radio. But it doesn't mean Kraft is doing it internally. But when you're in, like, this self-professed, big-time insider 
You're not really allowed to just provide informed opinion and commentary and filler as well. Like, we need you to be a source with some big-time breaking news, not just they like, both well, do you it never all know. Crapsheet does it all the time. Schefter does it less but does it a lot of the time. I mean, there's just a lot of water carrying that goes on in this business. And I think more now than used to occur. Um, and I don't know if that's because there's more information, more availability, more stories. I don't even know. But it just seems like there is a lot more of that. It just happened recently. Oh, the the way Schefter portrayed um, the Russell Wilson benching did not yep. mention the money. Did not mention it. Like, they're going to give Jarrett Stedham a shot to... See what he can do and turn things around late in the year. No, they're protecting an asset and finances. And that was not mentioned when he put it out as a news story. That tells me he was getting it from Peyton. Here's Bill Belichick. I was really hung on there, you know, battled away. But obviously, you know, just gave him too big of a lead. Just couldn't, couldn't quite get it back. Um, you know, turnover is obviously a big story in the game. Knocked the ball off Allen a couple times, but we couldn't get it. So... You know, they had a big edge there. Um, Martin did a good job, backed us up, you know, all day. Kind of like the Charger game, so playing on a long field. Um, but just can't, can't make those kind of mistakes against Buffalo. Miller, how much credit do you give your, your defense for, you know, last week against Denver, this week, turnovers, fighting and fighting, keeping you guys in the football game? Yeah, no, played hard. Coach, you were down 20-7 to 7 at one point. How much did that take you guys off script and what you had to do to get back on script rather than turn the ball? Yeah, just stop turning it over. Once we did that, we were competitive. There was a minute and five seconds to go in the first half. You guys had three timeouts from the six, but how much consideration did you? Zero. Was that a result of the turnovers? Just settle it down to halftime? Zero. Bill, what would the decision to have Trey Brown inactive? Right? Activate the players who want to play. Uh, has motivation been an issue with them? There's a report that was the case. You'd have to talk to whoever gave that report. Why wasn't he one of the players that you guys wanted? Because we activated, uh, we activated other players. What do you have to say about uh, the opening kickoff here? The guys returned 98 yards for opening the ball game. Yeah, Jalen's done a good job for us. Um, been close on a couple, hit that one. Uh, ran over Bass, you know, finished the run. And so took the last 60 yards. Just good job. Good blocking. Got him started. It's kind of like the um, Kansas City game, you know. Came out of there, but I mean, that one got called back on, on a penalty, I guess. But. You know, we've got a couple good seams there. He's done a good job of hitting them, running through some arm tackles. Your, your quarterback here in the first half wasn't having a good day. Uh, what was some of the things that you were telling uh, Bailey here just to keep him in tune to, you know, what you needed to be? Yeah, there's a lot of other problems inside of him. So. Bill, when you have injuries, obviously been able to plug in some guys like Alex on It's his first career or seven. What do you see for some of those guys that stepped in to try to help, help this team? Yeah, a lot of guys that have had opportunities have stepped up and taken advantage of them, played well. So, Alex, Sean, Anthony, Mac, should go right down the line. Jeremiah, a lot of those guys. Coach, you 
what sort of growth have you seen with Keon White over the course of the season? Good. That's good. Works hard every day. Gets better every week. Coach, um, you know, basically you had a solid game plan. Obviously, the turnovers was an integral part in today's loss. But, um, you know, you're one of the greatest coaches of all time. And I know five, well, four and 12 right now isn't the standard. How do you plan to restore the Patriot way in this week, Coach? Yeah, we'll get ready for the Jets next week. All right. Hey, happy new year, coach. <laughs> wow. I was watching live on YouTube at the same time that we were listening. Andy, he was in a suit. Uh, the scowl, the just the sour frown on his face. Holy smokes. I don't know what to make of any of this. And by the way, the answer on yeah, now to you, it probably surprises you in none the least whatsoever. But the answer on Trent Brown, uh, how come Trent Brown wasn't? We activated other players. Cool. So that's the answer for. When people are just trying to get a little insight on the idea of how come a starting player who you're paying millions of dollars to and even gave a 20% salary bump to earlier in this year wasn't good enough, uh, wasn't ready or available to you, even though he came off the injury report Friday? Okay, cool. I mean, to be fair, I don't think he can actually say he's a lazy, overweight slob who we can now avoid having to give incentives for playing time to. I think if he says that, he'll get in trouble by a lot of different people. (laughs) So he just says... (laughs) We activated the players we wanted. Late, yeah, because that's the the reality. I mean, when you have Mike Reese calling you out, Mike Reese paints things as positive a fashion as possible. And Mike Reese tweeted last week: Trent Brown, who looked like he was moving at a slower speed than his teammates against the Broncos, <laughs> um, and you're able to not pay him them. I mean, I'm sorry, but I want an apology from everyone on the planet who told me I was a moron when I said in August I would cut Trent Brown. I said it then. I believe it now. He is a net negative on a football team. You would have been a better team without a better lineman. I agree he's a better lineman. He's more physically talented when he wants to be, when he's invested, when he's engaged. But everybody mocked me when I said in August I would cut him. Instead, they gave him incentives and more money and this. Like, what a dumb move that was. It really, really looks like a terrible move at this point. I just don't understand how a guy like Trent Brown, who seems to perform for and love Bill Belichick. Now, obviously, he he loved Dante Scarnecchia the most of all, but how in the world he he just decided not to show up for this team this year, really, barely, you know, intermittently available, played his ass off one minute, he'll tell you that he's the best offensive player on the team, and then does nothing the next week? Like, look at the footage from last week where he's just not even playing. He's half-assing at three-quarters of the time in Denver. I, I just don't get it. I really don't. Leopards don't don't change their stripes. Exactly. Honestly, to think that the Raiders version of Trent Brown would show up again in New England after all Bill Belichick and everyone in that organization, ownership and beyond, did for him. Shame on him. Enjoy your money and good luck somewhere else, pal. 617-779-7937. Let's get into the second and final hour of the Six Rings postgame show here on New Year's Eve following Pats at Bills. We'll be right back here on WEEI. Bruins fans looking for more coverage of your favorite hockey team? Follow the Skate Pod hosted by Scott McLaughlin, Brian DeFelice, and me, Bridget Prue. Get your Bruins coverage from WEI's team of Bruins writers. We're the people who are at the games and talk to the players every week. For analysis of every Bruins game and exclusive interviews with the players, listen to the Skate Pod on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.